Hey, stupid. Welcome back to Witch Bitch Throw Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I am your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. I have a slight disclaimer. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I am not for you. I am not your reader. I am not your guide. I am not your interpreter, your astrologer. I'm okay with that. You have to be. Today is Saturday, March 12th, 2022. Today is the 71st day of this year. We have about 295 days left. The moon is waxing. It's about 9.3 days old. Uh, it's about 70% full and it's sitting in the sun of cancer, the sun of cancer, the sign of cancer. As you guys know, <laughs> based on the title of this episode, um, we're going to be talking about birth charts and just basic 101 information. Well, like, fuck, 101 means basic, right? Basic information about birth charts to kind of help us gain a better understanding I've recently come to the conclusion that on Saturdays, we're going to upload an informational episode. Yeah, we're going to upload an informational episode to kind of help all of us gain and expand knowledge when it comes to our spirituality, when it comes to astrology, when it comes to tarot. So this week, we're going to be talking about birth charting and a little bit of understanding about Zodiac. So... I will say this with this episode, there is a need of basic or slight knowledge of Zodiac and understanding Zodiac for us to understand what this conversation is going to look like. Does that mean you have to have full knowledge and understanding? No, but it will help you. So you can still stay and listen. You just may be lost a few seconds out of your day today (laughs) okay so what is a birth chart right like what is a birth chart a birth chart is an astrological map of where the planets were in their journey around the sun obviously from our vantage point on earth the exact moment that we were born and this chart um, reveals our strengths it reveals our weaknesses our opportunities for growth um, the importance of our life paths it gives us all of the details some of us even some of us even believe that it, it gives us our fate and if we follow our fates um, and we really dig into our birth chart, we will have and live and understand our best life. And I, I say this often, but understanding our birth chart is more than just knowing our sun, our moon, and our rising. Um, those are the basic ones that when we talk about it, but it's more than that. And when we have that understanding of our birth chart, we can navigate through situations in life hundred times more fluent and accurately and 
not, not accurately because like we have to go through these lessons but maybe in a more mm -mm, less chaotic way so um when we talk about birth chart think of it as as a pie and this pie is broken up in multiple various different ways so there are infinite combinations when we talk about birth charts and it can seem very intimidating but i think with this basic knowledge um, that i've accumulated over the course of the last few weeks because i'm digging into birth charts more so i can offer that as a service it's just a puzzle that you have to put together and once it's together you can see the picture but it comes with basic understandings so we know that we have houses we have the zodiac signs we have degrees we have planets we have a whole bunch of stuff and it, it just sounds like gibberish but when we break it down I can guarantee you, you guys will be like, what the fuck? That's how easy it was. And I'm like, yeah, you dumbass bitch. So there's 12 houses. Each house represents um, something different. There's 12 zodiac signs. We know that each zodiac sign means something different. We also have planets. Each planet is represented by one or two zodiac signs. And then we have degrees, which is basically, um, they do matter. I'll, and I'll get into it why. I'll get into why they do matter. So um, let's go over the zodiac aspect of it first for us to gain this understanding. So we know that there's 12 zodiac signs. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. And each one of those zodiac signs has different characteristics. From these 12 zodiac signs, they are 12 of the 88 known constellations in the sky. So our zodiac signs are constellations and we see it like, you know, we have like our necklaces, our Aquarius necklaces, or we see the constellation when we look up the zodiac sign. So it is, um, zodiac signs are 12 out of the 88 known constellations. We have Aquarius, the water bearer, Gemini, the twins, Pisces, the fish, Leo, the lion, Cancer, the crab, Virgo, the virgin, Sagittarius, the archer, Aries, the ram, Taurus, the bull, Capricornus, the sea goat, Libra, the scale, and Scorpius, the scorpion. Oh my gosh, she said Capricornus and she said Scorpius. That's the name of the actual constellation. Capricornus and Scorpius. Those are the names of the actual constellation. But for Zodiac, we say Scorpio and we say Cancer. I mean Capricorn, excuse me. Um, so that's where we get the 12 Zodiac signs. They are 12 commonly known constellations out of the 88 in the Milky Way galaxy. Okay, so there's that 12. There's that set of 12. Then we have 12 houses and each zodiac sign will sit naturally in one of those 12 houses. 
the first house represents you first impression um your head face style right second is about money possessions income third siblings um your goddess neighborhood communication your fourth is about your past home life um family lineage family lineage or even about like your private life your fifth house is about your children creativity your fortune pleasure romance sex sixth house is health wellness routine even your work life seventh house is about relationship marriage or your partner the eighth house is about death debt your psyche money as a collective um with the energies around you ninth house is about your travel your religion divinity faith 10th house is about your career, fame, reputation, profession, how the public can see you. 11th house is about your hopes and wishes, community, good spirit, your friendship or your luck. And then your 12th house is about your retreat, escape, um, your unconscious. It's more about like your um, kind of like your divinity. And a, a good way to remember this, um, corresponding with each house. So the first house is I am, second house I have, third house I think, fourth I nurture, fifth I develop, excuse me, I serve personally, and then um, your sixth house is I serve like on a daily level toward people, seven is I partner Eight is I circulate. Nine, I explore. Ten, I achieve. Eleven, I aspire. Twelve, I dream. So, um, all of those sound pretty familiar. Uh, think about when we say our um, affirmations. Um, think about what it is that we're working on. When we kind of use those I statements, it naturally and intuitively, it's digging into what house that we're actually speaking from so keep that in mind so then naturally sitting um in each house aries naturally sits in the first house taurus naturally sits in the second house gemini the third house cancer the fourth house leo the fifth house virgo the sixth house Libra, the seventh house, Scorpio, the eighth house, Sagittarius, the ninth house, Capricorn, the tenth house, Aquarius, the eleventh house, and Pisces in the twelfth house. So think about all of the things I just said for the I statements and then also the meaning of each house. They naturally kind of correspond with what zodiac sign is naturally sitting there so the difference between houses and zodiac signs is houses move with the earth because the earth is constantly moving however our zodiac signs do not move those constellations do not move okay so I hope that I hope I hope that you are keeping up. I hope that you're keeping up. 
Our houses move. Our zodiac or constellations do not. So what is... Um, so then when we get into the planets... When we get into the planet, so I've literally just given you three pieces to this puzzle. We have our houses, our constellations, or our zodiacs, what our houses mean, and um, the different affirmations that we can put with them, say with them, or what those I statements are with them. Okay, so then we know... When we're talking about the planets, I'm looking back at my notes... <laughs> When we're talking about the planets and the constellations, um, we divide our birth chart in, I want to say it's six ways, correct me if I'm wrong, but we divide it by season, element, also if it's cardinal, mutable or fixed, we can divide it into um, feminine and masculine, and then we can also divided into planet each zodiac sign is owned by its own ruling planet okay and I, I'm gonna go over those next so the sun is ruled by Leo and we know that the sun is of vitality it's about ego it's about creation expression the moon is ruled by cancer which is our emotions, our intuition, our moods, um, even how we nurture. Mercury is ruled by Virgo and Gemini. Mercury is about intellect, logic, perception, thinking, and communication. We tend to blame a lot of bad communication on Mercury when it is retrograde when that's not the case you're just a fucking terrible communicator Venus is ruled by Taurus and Libra um, Venus is the planet of pleasure and love femininity beauty art fluidity Mars is ruled by Aries and on a lesser scale Scorpio um, Mars is about aggression. Um, it's about drive, power, instinct. It's a, about masculinity. Um, even, you know, uh, it, it could be about war. It's about how we move, how we can react or tend to react. Jupiter is ruled by Sagittarius, 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 um, and on the lesser scale, Pisces. And Jupiter is about growth and abundance, luck expression um even higher learning and traveling so that's why you know it's best to travel and i always say this you've heard me say this i wait to travel when the moon um is in excuse me when um sagittarius is in jupiter because it, it's best for travel it's best for travel um or even if the moon is in sagittarius because sagittarius is ruling jupiter so that's um that's something to think about. Saturn is ruled by Capricorn on a lesser scale Aquarius, and that's about structure. Um, it's about restrictions, time, authority, disciplines, and limits. Uranus is ruled by Aquarius, which is about rebellion, 
revolution, um, science, invention, eccentric, uh, being eccentric, right? Then we have Neptune, which is ruled by Pisces, which we know is our dreams, um, illusions, or um, delusions. It's about our Neptune is about our spirituality. It's about oneness, but it also because we know that Pisces is a sign of addiction as well. So Neptune can be a very addictive, um, have a very addictive energy. And then we have Pluto, which is ruled by Scorpio. And it's about power, transformation, obsession, alchemy, healing, and then life or death. Even um, in tarot, when we think about the zodiacs and what we see in the art depictions, um, depending on the various decks, it's the exact same thing. It goes, um, it goes hand in hand. Like we know that the death card is the sign of Scorpio and we know it's about renewal rebirth life and death so that there's like you know a little tarot little tarot love for you guys okay so now we have the planets and we know what um we know what constellation or zodiac sign rules that planet and what that planet um energy harnesses there's another piece to our puzzle Okay, so then when we're talking about it in reference to self, it is still reflectant on the energy of that planet. So when we're putting it in place of our birth chart or in our chart, depending on placement, we know Mercury is about mentality, mind communication, nerve venus is about values receptiveness intake um love harmony how we love mars is about action um self-projections impulse jupiter expansion saturn structure uranus change neptune integration pluto transition right so we know um we know this because it, it mirrors it, it mirrors what the what sign is ruling in that planet but also the energy of that planet so those planets mirror well what about like your moon sign and what about your sun sign and your chiron and your nodes and your lilith well let me tell you um so your lilith is more about the shadow side of yourself um the side that only you get to see when you're like, Ooh, evil twin. Like, where did you come from? Um, your moon sign is that little voice in your head, how you respond. Um, it's the most inner you. Okay. Your sun is about creativity. It's about self, life purpose, your conscious mind. Your Chiron is about reintegration. So it's about like inner wounds, inner um, body traumas, mind, spirit, reintegrating into um, this lifetime and how we can kind of understand and work through that, which leads me into talking about our nodes. We have our North node and our South node. These, I think personally are some of the most important 
Um, I'm going to dig into these in one second because I want to talk about our rising and then our midhaven because those are important and it can kind of help us place the other signs because remember we're on we're in a pie 360 degrees divided by 12 is 30. I'll get into that more. Um, but in this pie section, our rising sign or our ascendant sign um, is how people see us. But when we talk about our rising sign, that actually is where our first house begins and our last house ends naturally sitting so remember our houses are moving our constellations are not so that's why um our rising sign is how we come off to people because um it can look as if we are this but we are actually not because we are in between our first house and our 12th house when we get our rising sign um then I want to talk about our midhaven, or it's oftenly seen as our MC. I think this is another important one. So um, this is literally when you are born, the exact middle of the sky, in the mid, like right above, directly above you, is the middle. So it, depending on where that is, is also kind of dependent on your structure, your stability, um, whether you're like what your balance is going to look like. So those are important. I think, um, especially like in the business that I'm in, I think your nodes are very important as well because we have your North node and your South node. They're exactly 180 degrees apart. You know, it's like those fucking people that'll be like, oh yeah, I did a complete 360 on my life is so much better. And like, bitch, 360 is full circle. So you're exactly where you were. But 180 is a complete turnaround instead of 360. So when we talk about our north node, our north node um, represents the direction of growth that we are going. Our life paths, our life desires, what it is that we are trying to attain. Our south node is our past life, our past life instinct, our past life um, overall energy and what we've learned and how, not what we've learned, but um, where we've been. So between our south and our north node, like if we stuttered our south node, then that will help us get to our life desires because we know where we started or our past life, quote unquote, has started and this is where we're trying to go. So again, having this simple understanding of our birth chart will help us long term with where we're going in our growth and what we're doing in life. So we have all the extra details. We know what each house means. We know what each constellation represents and what planet it rules. We know where everything is naturally sitting. Okay. But what about, Kristen, what about when they talk about the degrees and shit? That don't make no sense. Da, 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 da. This is, um, I wouldn't say this is the hardest part of understanding, but this is 
the part that gets lost in translation or people don't think that it's necessarily important enough when it comes to reading the chart. And I beg to differ. Um, have you heard of 10 degrees of separation? I will get back to that. So think about 10 degrees of separation. Degrees matter. You would not bake some motherfucking cookies at 200 degrees when the motherfucking recipe says 350 degrees. It, it matters, right? Like your cookies are either not going to get cooked all of the way in the time that you're expecting. Um, if you put it too high, they're going to overcook. Degrees matter. Even like think, break it down like simply into something as baking. So remember when I was breaking down our pie because we have 360 degrees. That's why our birth chart is in a circle. We have 360 degrees divided by the 12 constellations, which brings it down to 30. Each constellation has 30 degrees in it. Degrees are the amount of energy that that sign holds in the constellation. Each constellation, I'll say this again, has 30 degrees. Because 360 divided by the 12 constellations is 30 degrees. I used a calculator. You're welcome. Again, this represents the energy of the sign. So a one degree Aquarius is much different than a 29 degree Aquarius. The only thing that they have in common, a one degree Aquarius and a two degree Aquarius is that they're both on a cusp. These are two completely different energies of Aquarius. What is a cusp? A cusp is when you are sitting zero degrees on a sign or on the constellation. So when you are sitting zero degrees on a constellation or you're in that third deacon or that first deacon, you have the energy of a cusp, which means that you're you're not 100% or we're never 100%, right? Fuck. But when you're zero degrees, that means you're 50-50 in each sign or house, two energies synergizing. The strongest deacon, what is a deacon? Okay, let me, let me backtrack because you guys are like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> What is a deacon? So this is what um, I was talking about when I said 10 degrees of separation. And I not until a few weeks ago when I started doing more research about birth charts, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Um, these 30 degrees in the 12 constellations that are divided by 360 it, within these 30 degrees, each one is broken down into three deacons. So there's 10 degrees in each deacon. So each constellation has 30 degrees and 10 deacons in each degree. I mean, in each constellation of that 30 degrees. 
the strongest deacon is the second deacon. So we have 10 degrees in each deacon, and that's how we get the 10 degrees of separation. So one to nine is one deacon or zero to nine is one deacon, excuse me. Um, 10 to 19 is another deacon. And then 20 to 30 is another deacon. I think that I, you know, my math is fucked up. So just there's, there's 10 degrees in each deacon. This is what I was saying when a one degree Aquarius is completely different than a 29 degree Aquarius because we have these 10 degrees of separation. So think about each degree in its set of 10 deacons. It's set. No, I said that wrong. Think of each deacon um, as kind of levels to life. So, and that first deacon, even though it still has the energy of the cusp, because remember when we're at zero degrees, that is the cusp energy. So in that first deacon, it's very young. It's very raw. It's very influenced by the third deacon of the last constellation. It's, it's ready. It's ready to give this energy. It's ready to exert this energy, but it is still influenced by the third deacon of the last constellation. The second deacon is the strongest and the truest to that sign. But remember, if it's, um, if it's a 10 degree or an 11 degree, like it still has that younger energy. Whereas if it was a 19 degree or an 18 degree, it would still have that more mature energy. But that second deacon is going to be uh, the strongest and the truest to that sign. It can still be influenced by the young or the mature or the more mature deacon. The third deacon is mature. It's tired. But it also is going to influence the next constellation's first deacon. As the first, as the first deacon was influenced by the third, as I stated before. So the first and the third deacon are going to have the cusp energy. It's not going to be potent. It's not going to be strong and as true to that sign. Again, it's a variant depending on where it's sitting, where it's placed. Because remember, we have all of these different and various layers when it comes to it. So the degrees matter. Um, perfect example. Um, if you are like... Um, what Like your sun sign is like... Or excuse me. Your Venus is... Uh, one degree uh, Aquarius, right? It's going to hit different than somebody that is a 17 degree. So there's levels to this shit, young boy. 
are you still in that sign yes but again it's about the amount of energy the degree is telling us where at that point in the energy spectrum is that constellation how much energy does this sign have or holds precedent in your chart it, it still matters, right? Because degrees matter, bitch. Like, again, you can't bake no motherfucking cookies at 200 degrees and expect them to get done in eight minutes. So the degrees matter. It, it's the amount of energy. However, when, you know, when you see somebody, you're like, eh, you don't really look like, and or you don't sound like, or you don't aren't giving these vibes of X zodiac sign. Well, bitch, they might be... Uh, 29 degree or 28 degree or one degree um wherever it's sitting in their chart because that's the amount of energy but then we also have to remember with the deacons we're holding that duality of that energy and i talk about this or i've been talking about this in my full moon episodes and i was wondering why other astrologers aren't really talking about it even though you know um when the moon goes full in a certain sign that's the sign that it's in because that's the, like that's where on the constellation the moon was full but when we're talking about the degrees and then we are void coursing um it changes its sign so it, it has dual energy in the same sense that our degrees are actually showing us and telling us these this is the percentage quote unquote of aquarius you are this is the percentage of virgo you are in this sign planet um ascending chiron whatever so it's more of a percent so when we hear the 10 degrees of separation like that shit is fucking real like that shit is real like a one degree aquarius again is a very fucking different than an 11 degree aquarius and we're only have 10 degrees of separation but it's a completely different person a completely different energy how do you put all this shit together it's a puzzle piece and if you don't like doing puzzles um then you're not going to understand if you don't understand that you have to do the fucking edges first then you're not going to understand I am still struggling. I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. I'm gonna be real honest. I'm gonna keep it all the <laughs> shout out. You know who you are. I'm gonna keep it all the way funky with you. I'm still struggling reading um, the wheel chart. Um, it's getting easier for me, but if it's broken down in a list form, but I'm I'm a very list person even my notes that i have um even my notes that i have it's in a list like i'm just a list person so that is why i am able to understand it better when it's in list form um so i'm still working on reading the circle because it can be very intimidating if we don't know what it is that we're looking at how do we put it together first things first you need to have basic understanding of the energies of not just the constellation and the zodiac signs, but also of the planets. Once we understand that basic energies of what those hold, then we need to understand what energy each house holds and 
why or how each zodiac sign is naturally sitting or constellation excuse me is sitting in that house perfect example when we match it up naturally sitting in the first house is aries excuse me and our first sign represents you our first impression our appearance our appearance our style so think about how an aries like a 12th degree Aries would act or what our basic understanding of the sign of Aries is. But again, we have to know where and what each sign is naturally sitting in for us to understand how our houses are spinning and moving with the earth and our constellations are not. After that, and we have a basic understanding of that, that's when I would dig into understanding the different degrees and the sextiles um, and what the other verbiage means. And then gain a basic understanding of, okay, like what does it mean when our moon is in this, our moon is in that, um, our sun is in Aquarius. Everybody knows like what sun signs mean because that's basic. We we tend to base a lot of our zodiac research off of our acknowledgement of a sun sign, and that's why a lot of people they're like, "You're an Aquarius," and I'm like, "Yeah, you stupid fucking bitch." But it's because of my placement. <laughs> I need to stop saying that. I was like, so why do you keep calling people stupid fucking bitches? And I'm like, that's just how I feel at the moment. Um, don't take offense to it. Shit. If it resonated, then it resonated for a reason. <laughs> anyway. Um, but putting it together. And again, there is, you can't just be like, yo, I'm about to start reading birth charts. You can't, I mean, you can be, but you have to gain at least the basic understanding of the constellations and the zodiac signs and the understanding of that. I hope that you guys enjoyed the fuck out of this and let me know um, how you feel. If you want to know more, if you want a basic understanding, I have not decided if I want to upload my notes yet or not because my chicken scratch is just that. Um, thank you for listening. You guys know I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't want to. As you know, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which? And no, I do not sell owls. So stop fucking asking.